Yo, hello, and welcome back to the Essentially Podcast. My name is Tommy, and I'm your host. So today, I'm joined by the main man himself. I'm joined by Dave as a party from the Wolves, Talking Wolves podcast. He's a Wolves fan, but he took out, he took out, Time out, the time out of his busy schedule to come speak to the gang today. We're joined by Esso as well, but yeah, I just want to talk about Dave. Dave, how you doing, man? I'm very well, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Looking forward to it. Cheers, man. Cheers. And Esso, man, how you doing? It's been ages. <laughs> nah, it actually has been a very long time. I'm, I'm amazing. I'm doing all right. Um, doing a lot better than Chelsea, so. Probably. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into all that. And then Nikki, Nikki, how you doing, man? It's been it's been a little just one episode away since your debut. Yeah. It's a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It hasn't been a good kind of while, to be very honest with you. So <laughs> we are gonna get to it. Sure. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I wish Ray was here as well, but it's all good. Yo, Dave, how you doing, man? Honestly, it's so good to have you. Like, Talking Wolves is one of my favorite podcasts. Like, you guys got me into podcasting, to be honest. No oh, cap. No, I appreciate that, man. No, no yeah, I'm all, all good, yeah. Just looking forward to the game, as you guys know. You know, Wolves are... I know you guys haven't had a great season, but we've had a, an even worse one. So, yeah, it's quite a big game for us this Saturday. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. All right, so where do we start from? I mean, do you want to talk about the lineup? Well, actually, I need to mention this, actually. So, Dave is also into football manager. So, hopefully... We talk about something, you know, <laughs> as the conversation goes. Yeah. But sure. so what, what do you think about the lineup today? I mean, Bruno, we'll get into Bruno, but what do you think about the lineup today? I mean, though people were very critical about it, but if I'm being honest, it kind of did work. It was just individuals letting us down. I think um, the lineup worked for what we wanted to do at the beginning, but when we noticed that we couldn't score. We should have made changes. We should have made changes. Um, I yeah. think there was a lot of complaints about the lineup, and that was purely because of it was a bit shocking to see no wingers. <laughs> it was also a bit shocking to see Kai Havertz still start. And um, Bruh, for real? For me, yeah, because I thought... Because even during that time when him... Who was him? I think it was Ziyech and Mount and Gallagher all were having zero out of ten performances. He didn't get dropped. The rest of them got dropped, but he didn't get dropped. So from there, I thought it was more Potter using habits over and over because he likes to use habits. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. thought having a new manager, we might see him look to refresh the lineup. But he, even though he did. It was in a way that you wouldn't, not many people expected. So um, I didn't have too many complaints with the lineup because apart from my initial reaction when I sat down and I looked at it and I thought this is probably what he's going to try and do, it made a lot mm-hmm. more sense because over the past couple of games, our midfield has been like a broken tap, just leaking, you know? So him playing Kante, Cover and Enzo there in a bid to... Uh, dominate the bridge board, which it did. And it did for the whole game. Even when Gallagher was introduced into the game, it worked. So we sacrificed an attacker. We sacrificed an attacker for our midfield solidarity and it worked. I can't lie. Um, he was also looking to unlock our wing-backs. You know? And by having them be essentially take the place of wingers, and I think a lot of Chelsea fans have forgotten that that is when we played our best football under Tuchel, when our wing-backs were the wingers and our wingers were inside forwards. So Yeah, I mean, it's just that sort of game. But um, before I come to Dave, Nicky, I'm curious to know, what do you what do you think about mm-hmm. the lineup of today? Like, Bruno's first game? Mm-hmm. Like, what can you talk? I was shocked by Kovacic, actually, but go on, yeah. Uh-huh. Honestly, I wasn't really, I, I didn't think anything of the lineup. I didn't think it was a bad lineup, especially considering the fact that he came out and said he's never, you know, picked or selected a starting 11 before. 
So I just thought, you know, just give him, give him some credit and even selecting this, this lineup because it wasn't even bad to begin with. The only problem obviously is, is um, the whole body shill on the bench kind of, you know, situation happening right now. He's all playing to Korea and that's been the worry, but I don't think he was bad today. Um, to be fair, so I want to give him credit with that as well. Um, but the whole lineup, I don't know. We're just having a problem scoring, and that's just my headache right now. I don't feel like the boys were bad today, but the scoring is the problem, and I don't know when that is going to get fixed. So hopefully, if we do get a new manager, be it Nugglesman, be it um, Enrique, uh, they can help in fixing that problem because that is the main problem right now. But otherwise, the lineup is okay. Didn't have any problems with it. Yeah. Um, Dave, how about you? Like, I mean, for me, it's like, if you saw that lineup against Wolves, would you have been happy? I mean, three at the back against Wolves. I know you guys played that, but you guys, Wolves play four at the back now. But yeah. if you saw that lineup today, I mean, how would you feel? Uh, it was it was interesting um, because obviously you guys watch Chelsea a lot more than I do, but I, I thought Kante coming back, um, you know, I saw him and saw, especially in the first half, a very, you know, a player that Chelsea have probably missed throughout this season. Um, uh, they had chances though, Chelsea. It was, a, it was a pretty heavily rotated Liverpool team. So I think if you were really crit- a really critical Chelsea fan, you probably should have felt that you, you should have probably got three points, especially with the chances that you had. Um, but, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think it's very hard to tell in in regards to team selection because it's the first uh, game uh, for for the new manager or the caretaker manager, and it's only been two days since Graham Potter had, had been sacked. So he's pretty much probably going to go with the Graham Potter style of play and formation. So it'll be very hard to judge him based on that, really. Um, but yeah, I think you guys are having a similar issue to Wolves in regards to obviously goal scoring at the moment. Um, but yeah, I know it's frustrating for you guys because the chances are you won't be in European football next season. But you've got a really talent. You have there is a really talented squad there, and it just needs the right person to to put all the pieces together. Right, I agree. It's funny you talk about you spoke about Graham Potter there actually. So you know anyone who listens to this podcast, we made an episode in the last episode, um, and Graham got sacked an hour later. Esso, I'm wondering, like, <laughs> so, so I'm wondering, like, what was your reaction when you saw Porto was sacked? You know, I know we're going to talk about the game soon, but yeah, what was your reaction to that? Um, I was actually on Twitter space at the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember actually, yeah. Somebody must have told us that um, he got sacked. I think everyone just started screaming, yes, finally. <laughs> and, then, mm-hmm. and then I started playing music to celebrate. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that, actually. Yeah, I remember that. Nikki, how about you? I mean, Yeah, um, I was in a GC, I think, in one of the Chelsea GCs. And it just, I think someone sent the, um, the club statement in the GC. That's how I saw it. So I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, is this really happening? So I had to make sure that I went on the Chelsea page to be 100% sure that, yes, indeed, it is the second of Graham Porter. I'm so glad that he's gone. So, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys, for me, I felt, this was the first time I felt connected to Chelsea in a while. Like, since mm-hmm. Graham, since Graham has been here, there was, like, no agenda. Dave, I don't know if I ever have agendas against, like, Wolves supporters. I know on paper you might say no. Wolves managers, I mean. But, like... <laughs> Like, some of us had an agenda against Graham. As I don't know about you, but some of us had an agenda against Graham. You know, so it was nice to see that, okay, he's, you know, that sort of thing. So this was, for, for me, today was the first first time I felt connected to Chelsea. Like, oh, I need us to, like, really win this because it would be so good for everybody. That sort of thing. And we were so close. I mean, Esso, can you, Nikki, Esso, can you guys tell me your moment of the match? Hmm, moment of the match. Yeah. I don't have a moment. I just feel like it's just disappointment after disappointment. Every time we are so good on the ball and we have chances in scoring, it just doesn't come through. And also, I feel like VAR or Anthony Taylor just weren't helping the situation too. So do I have a moment? I absolutely do not have any moment for today. It's just the same old thing all over again. How about your man of the match then? Um... Who stood out? Kante. 
of course. I mean, this is someone who hasn't played for seven months, but he's come back and he's like been the best, you know, performer ever since he's been back. So I have to give it to him. Hundred percent has to be Conte. First, that's how about you? I'm one more stood up for you today. A lot, but none of them were good. <laughs> I mean, we had good. Oh, I won't lie, we did have good moments, but yeah, we did actually. Yeah, the fact that we didn't score and against such a bad Liverpool team, I, I know. What, I don't feel like we deserve to have a quote-unquote moment of the match. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even joking. I genuinely don't believe we deserve to have a moment of the match, but um, because we were just so wasteful it's, right. it's unbelievable how wasteful we were um when a player can clock 10 shots on target 10 shots no i don't even know if it was on target but 10 shots in a game and not convert a single one and only have two or three on target so you know we have a problem and uh, as for the man of the match yeah. i would have to go for either enzo for fana or kante mm. because when it comes to defense fana was everywhere he was in central positions. He was on the right. He was covering Reese James whenever Reese James went forward. Even Kukurea mm-hmm. looked was, he was sharp and he was aggressive and he was getting exactly. at Exactly. And um, Kulabali was more reserved today. And that was something he needed to make. That's an adjustment he's been needed to make for a long time. But um, yeah, as for Fafana, I just think he was everywhere and he was excellent. And he didn't let. Uh, every time he was on the 1v1 with. Um, Nunez, Nunez, he would get the better of him. He didn't. He just seemed like a one-man defense today. So that's why he's up there. Enzo Fernandez, um, he just controlled the midfield, and obviously Kante was brilliant as well. But Enzo Fernandez going forward, that's what separates him from the rest of the players in his generation. I think he, he's. He's legitimately able to play 6, 8, and 10. He's able to play all in the midfield. He's, he was just everywhere as well. Just like I said about, um, about Fafana, he was everywhere. You'd see him off the left. You'd see him centrally. You'd see him deeper. You'd see him off the right a bit. You know, he's just, he was just picking up the ball in places and looking to play the pass forward. And that's something that we've been missing in Chelsea. Even with Jorginho, he would always, always be available for the ball, but he never would always, he would never look Play the ball forwards. Do you know what I mean? He looked to play it sideways. Whereas Enzo, he's keen and eager to get on the ball, but also to push the team up and drive the team up the pitch. Um, as for Kante as well, Kante coming back, it looked like he never left. <laughs> it looked <laughs> like he never left. It reminded us like why he was one, he's one of the best players in the world. Yeah, he, definitely. He was putting yeah. in crunching tackles of Kanate. He was winning the ball back in random places. Yeah, he, was, yeah, he did that. He was slide tackling and t- and getting the ball, get getting it perfect in a position where you think nobody's going to touch or reach that ball. He just, I don't understand how Kante sees the game, but it's just phenomenal to watch. To be honest, I don't get. Generally, don't get. There was one chance. Um, I think I don't know if it was Curtis Jones, but they had the ball, um, at the edge of the box, and Kante just slide tackled from behind him. And it touched the player, but got only the ball, and it went out for a corner. And I was it's like, incredible. Where, how did he even see it? First, <laughs> secondly, when did he decide this is what I'm gonna do? And thirdly, the timing of that was impeccable because if it was a fraction early or a fraction late, he would have probably got a red. Yeah. But he timed it so perfectly. He didn't. He didn't even. Okay. But I was just gonna say, speaking of a red, a certain Fabinho should have gotten a red card today, but. Uh, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about Anthony Taylor later on. Twice. <laughs> we're going to talk about Anthony Taylor later on. But um, Dave, I mean, before to, to talk about another segment, um, one moment stood out for you today. I know, like you know, it's a Chelsea podcast. I know that I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just think it was the fine margins for Chelsea. Obviously, they had two goals, and you know, you could have those two situations again any other day of the week, and you could have <laughs> scored two legitimate goals. I think obviously the, the the first half one was really unlucky. You know, you're talking centimeters. Enzo's knee playing playing uh, the team offside, uh, and the Havertz chance as well. I think 
you know, in, in the rule book, it's handball, but it's so unlucky and it's it's quite a cruel rule, really, especially when his arms tucked into his body, but he probably should have put the, the first chance away anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just a fine margins for Chelsea. Those two moments obviously stood out because you had the ball in the back of the net. Um, yeah. But I think they can, the fans can definitely be encouraged by that performance, you know, for, exactly. for sure. There's, there's a lot more fight and, yeah, like I said, I've not seen a huge amount of Chelsea over the last few weeks, but seems to be a lot more fight and, you know, desire in that team um, than there has been in, in recent weeks. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, uh, Nikki, go on, sorry, Nikki. Oh no no no! I was I just um I just wanted to agree with that because under Graham Potter hasn't been the best. I'm not gonna lie. Um, uh, five minutes into the games or into any game that has been handled under Graham Potter, I'm out. I'm zoned <laughs> out. But today I focused to watch like the whole ninety minutes, and that's because you could see, like you said, you could see the fight in in the boys, and you could see that they really wanted to put out a performance. So I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, do you not do you not talk about your mo- the the man of the match or before we talk about like something else? Um, like I said, I think you know Kante stood out for me. Um, just probably because I hadn't sort of as a neutral not seen him in a in a while. I just thought like he it looked like he'd never been away from the pitch. It seemed to be everywhere. I think like so I said the uh, Fafana looked really good as well. Um. And Enzo, I, I always keep an eye on Enzo because Wolves had the chance to sign him for about 15 million last summer. No and we way. turned it down. And, no then, and then obviously you guys signed him for 100 odd in, in no January. Way. So. <laughs> no way. For real? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah so it's when when B, Benfica signed him, Wolves said, no, we don't want to wait for him. So we don't want to sign him. And oh, gee. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I'm also curious to ask you this question. Um, you know, like, what, what do you th- as an outsider, what do you think about Graham Porter? In regards to Chelsea's Graham Porter, I mean, not Graham Porter in general, just Chelsea's Graham Porter. What do you think? I think and everything, yeah. I, I always tend to side with managers a little bit more, if I'm honest. Like, I, I genuinely think if you wrote this season off and just said, right, almost class this as a transitional season, and then I think he genuinely would have made you a half-decent team next season. But the concern, obviously, for the ownership would be if they go into the summer still with Graham Potter, obviously, I'd assume the club is still going to want to spend some money again. You don't want to spend a lot of money on Graham Potter for him to start off badly again next season. Um, so, it, it's it, obviously, it's a, a brave decision, but this is the moment now. I think, you know, it's very unlikely Chelsea are going to get European football, they've just got to make sure they get this right appointment right. And I think without that distraction next season, you know, try and, you know, balance the squad a little bit more because I think a lot of money was just thrown at the, the team with not a lot of thought at times. Try and balance the squad again, get the right manager, and I think they'll be okay. But Graham Potter, there's definitely a place for him in the Premier League. But I just think that jump from Brighton to Chelsea was probably a little bit too much too soon. Mm. First, first, first. All right, guys, let's talk about... Uh, Esso, can you tell me about Bruno Salter? What do you know about this guy? I know Graham, we spoke about Graham being sacked and all that. We're going to talk about Wolves next, actually. I just want to make that clear. Um, Esso, what can you tell me about Bruno Salter? Do you know anything about this guy? Oh, I know he was a bright and right back. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he was a legend for them. <laughs> uh, I also know he's bold, and that's about it. <laughs> It's very bold, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but... I, mean, I think he did well as well. What do you think, Nikki? I think he Absolutely. did well. Absolutely. I think he did good for his first time picking out um, his 11. I don't know so much about him, but I did hear that he is a big fan of Pep's style of play. So that probably, you know, added to it. It was a plus for sure. And I think... This is just his first game. I can't really judge him on on just the first game, but I even with that, I feel like he's done great. And maybe for the next game, which is supposed to be Wolves, um, we'll see an improvement there for sure. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. For me, I was a bit critical because I'm like, we sacked Porter and we have this Salter guy in charge. All I know is he was at Brighton and he lost his place to to what's his name, Tarek Lamptey, you know. And he sort of like became Potter's, became Potter's on um, backroom staff at Brighton. 
but that was it. You know, I never really saw him. Else. So I'm actually surprised he's at the helm at Chelsea. But we'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. Um, I want to talk about Andy Taylor, Anthony Taylor. I mean, I want to talk about Wolves before talking about <laughs> Anthony Taylor. But I'll just say this. Okay. Anthony Taylor had a decent game today. I know he has fucked... I know he has fucked Wolves over a few times, Dave. I'm, I'm sure you can concur. But, like, Anthony Taylor actually had a decent game today. Not too good. Just slightly, slightly better. I mean... <laughs> I don't think I have the best. I don't think I have the best things to say about him. To be very honest with you, but we'll we'll come to that for sure. So, Uh, (laughs) first, all right. So let's talk about Wolves then. I mean, Dave, I'm surprised Costa's injured. I've been I feel like talking Wolves a lot, and I listen to what you guys say, and I know a few of the guys are not really fans of like Diego about Diego Costa and all that, but Mm -hmm. at Chelsea. We all love Costa. I mean, you can do no wrong, you know. But I get obviously as you get older and all that, you know. But still, like I, I'm surprised he's injured. This is this is surprising actually. Uh, I don't. Well, he played for Wolves. He came off the bench against Nottingham Forest, so he he could oh, be. He? So uh-huh. yeah, he's he's back now. He did have an injury though a few weeks ago. Um, so he uh, he 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 may be back for this game. I don't know if he'll start, but I'd assume he'll definitely play a part in this match. Again, but yeah, I was really excited when we'd signed him. It's not quite worked out the way that I think Wolves would have wanted to. Um, obviously, he's still searching for his first Wolves goal. Uh, obviously, it'd be great if he could get that this weekend, maybe against Chelsea. But yeah, he could definitely play a part in the match. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm looking forward to speaking about Wolves because Lopetegui has done a lot of things, you know. But uh, where do we start from? Let's ask the Chelsea fans. I'm a Chelsea fan as well, but I'm also a Wolves supporter. So I'm <laughs> Actually excited yeah. about this game, but that's all. That's all. Can you say? I know because because before we play Wolves, sorry, after we play Wolves, we play Madrid next. So like, what can you say about this game? That's all. Um, I think <laughs> I think what we need to do <laughs> is find a way to get a result. Because before we start looking at Real Madrid, we need to start thinking of getting out of eleven, and um, we need to win. There's there's nothing else I can say except. We need to win. Yeah, but Lepotegi is a... I mean, I know he has been getting the selections a bit off here and there, but he... Wolves are a tough team right now. I don't think it's going to be like the the, the three-year three victory at the bridge early in the season. Um, I think it's going to be... Cool. I, I don't even think we have three goals in us, bro. I, I, I don't <laughs> think we have three goals in us. But I even have three goals, when, you know? But it's it's just... It's just I don't see how we're gonna score because when we we just have the most wasteful attack in the league, you know, the most wasteful attack in the league, and even Jao Felix is I think he's expected assists for the season. I mean I don't know actually I don't know how much of his stats come from you know his time at Atletico Madrid, but he's even his accepted assists and his key passes aren't the best. You know, his expected assists is what zero point twelve per ninety, and the key passes. Well, since he's come to Chelsea, his key passes are like two point seven six um, per ninety. But on FB Ref, it's it's um sorry one point zero six per ninety. So, I mean, from, from since coming to Chelsea, he has obviously been playing more and he's been involved more and he's um, up to his creation. But what we need from him now is see if he can up his output because I, I know he has two goals and zero assists and to be fair he's been robbed of a couple of assists by Kai Havertz <laughs> cannot lie to you he's been robbed of a couple of assists right but we still need we need output at this point in the season uh, like, look at this game that we just played I, I don't know how many shots we had on target we probably had like 28 and no goals you know if yeah, I don't know where I, I haven't looked at the XG yet, but I know our XG is going to be ridiculous for this match and zero goals, you know. And if I was Bruno Salter and I was thinking, where how can I improve for the Wolves game? I think well, firstly I think prepare for your midfield to get detested because Wolves' <laughs> midfield is no joke, it's no slouch. There are a couple of players in that midfield that could, that could easily start for us. Yeah, um, I mean, let me. Uh... Nevers, I love the guys, really. Even, even, um, even Nunez, even Mateus no, he's Nunez. not yet in form. 
he's not on form right now, but yeah, but he, he he still walks into the Chelsea team. Really, I know he's really good. I know, Dave. This is where I'm surprised. Actually, I know the Wolves support because I, I mean, Klopp is interested in 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 Nunes. I mean, yeah. I know I know he's not having the best season, but he's there's a player in there. I'll tell you for, that. Sure, for sure. It's just like, and I'm sure you have it with Chelsea players. Like sometimes you watch it and you think, you know, there's a, a good footballer in there, but you just you're just waiting for him to actually perform, and that's what it is with Nunes. Like he does things that a, a very good footballer would do. But you're just not seeing it on a regular enough basis, and yeah, he's been yeah. linked with some some big teams. Obviously, Neves is suspended for us on Sunday, uh, on Saturday. Sorry, he he hit too many bookings, so he's suspended for this weekend's game. So it'll be interesting. But we have on on paper, technically, we've got a very good midfield, but they're just not showing their qualities enough this season. Um, so that's that's where I think I think everywhere it sounds both teams sound similar, struggling to score goals. You know, players out of form. So, I mean, if you put money on a, a goal or straw on Saturday, I don't think you you can weigh disappointed to be honest, because there's a high chance of that happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, Nikki. Uh, what can you say about the Wolves game? No, like I I really don't have much to say. I honestly, Wolves have not. No offense to you guys, I know you're Wolves fans, but you haven't been on your best performance either. I think we're apart if we are being honest. Um, so I expect, you know, just going off of this performance today, I expect Chelsea to at least come through with something. I know we are going away, so we don't have the advantage you do. But I still expect us to bring something um, to the table on, when, when do we play again? I'm sorry. Is it? Okay. This weekend. So I expect, Chelsea to bring something um, to the table on Saturday for sure. Just going off of this performance, I have high hopes that at least Esso was saying something about we not having three goals in us, but Wolves are not the greatest either. They don't, they hardly score goals and they struggle to score anyway. So I'm just hoping that if anything, if anything, it should be like a 1 0 or like a 2 1. But we cannot lose this game. So, but, but, yeah, yeah, Dave. I'm gonna let you reply to that. But to be fair, Wolves are really every time we play Wolves. I don't know for some reason, but if you if you cancel the last game, but every time we play Wolves, it's always a tough game, especially at the Molyneux. It's not it's not easy to go there. I mean, okay. we lost that. Sorry, was the manager and all that. But yeah, I'm um, Dave. I let you speak about what Nikki just said. She, no, she's right. I mean, we're struggling for goals. I think. At the start of the season, probably Wolves fans would have written this game off almost as a free hit because, you know, Chelsea, you'd expect to be in and amongst the top six, top four. Um, but, you know, this is a this is a chance for Wolves. It's an opportunity. Um, I know there'll be Chelsea will the players will want to prove something. Um, you know, I, I actually felt that you guys were going to win tonight because I, I thought, you know what, first game back with no manager you know players are going to want to prove a point and, and like i said earlier your squad is full of seriously you know talented you know some world-class players just waiting to almost explode in, and, and show their, their talent and i hope it's not this saturday at molyneux but <laughs> you know you can't um you can't take it for granted because chelsea are a very very good football team um and i know you guys probably don't feel that right now but there is some some talented players there but it's the same as Wolves you know we should not be in the position that we're in at the moment a couple mm -hmm. of results have gone our way thankfully tonight but yeah it's a it's a it's a worrying time at the minute for Wolves and these are the sort of games that yeah. you know if we can get something out of whether it's a point whether it's free you know if it's three points great but it's going to be a tough game I think for both sides it's going to be a really narrow match and if a team wins it I think it's only going to be by by a single goal Right. And before you go on, Tommy, I just wanted, because I, I haven't checked the table yet, but I just wanted to know where you guys are sitting on the table currently. We just, we, tonight we just dropped to 14th, but between 13th and last, there's about three points. So it's so, so tight down there at the moment. Uh, oh, so oh, it's wow. a mid-table battle on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> you say that, but you guys, you guys are well ahead of us. So, so yeah, yeah. On paper it is, but yeah, points-wise, probably not. Right, form wise, form wise is a lot closer than points. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let me say that. No, but I mean, this time last season, Wolves were like fixed. Because I, Dave, this is what happened. This is how, Dave, this is how I became a Wolves fan. Actually, Bruno Large, Bruno Large won me over. 
really. <laughs> like the football you guys played was so good. I think this time last season Wolves were like sixth or a bit seventh, right? It was about this time last season we collapsed, yeah. So we were doing really, really well under Bruno Lage and then we played Arsenal back like within twice within like three weeks and we lost those games and we just fell apart. Like, I think I don't think we won our last seven games in the Premier League last year and that we just we fell towards mid table in the end. It was a really disappointing end. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry because here comes Charity FC to come help you out. <laughs> 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 That's so true. Um, all right, cool. I want to ask you guys this question. Um, Esso, let me start with you. I know we're gonna get off wolves a bit, but Esso, what can you tell me? What's your um, what moment or what memory do you have of wolves against Chelsea? Like a wolves Chelsea game. What memory stands out for you? Uh, Con- Connor Cody last minute equalizer. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I must. I threw my phone on my TV. It was it was on my on my PC that day, and I had to, I had to get a new monitor after that. So, <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, trust and believe that moment isn't leaving my mind. It's not as burnt into my memory because I was listen. I was so excited. I was like, finally a win. All we've been doing is drawing, 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 and then all of a sudden I see a cross come in, and it's like time just slows down. And it floats, it floats, it floats. It gets to the back post, and all you see is Connor Cody throwing himself. And he, he didn't care if it was his arm, his leg, his toe, his shin, <laughs> his hair. He didn't he, bro, anything, his elbow. He didn't care. He threw himself at it, and yeah, the rest, the rest is what it is. It hurts. It was, it, it, um, yeah, it reminded me of the Brighton one that same season. Uh, the Welbeck last second equaliser, bro. I think the ref even blew his whistle straight after Conor Cody scored. Yeah, it was really Yeah, nice. I remember that. Yep. I will say the same. Because I, really, I don't really pay attention to, like, Chelsea Wolves to be... Again, I don't mean to offend you guys. I talk no. about Wolves, but <laughs> you're not there. But I really don't... Because I feel like my team can do so much better. You know, when we're playing mid-table clubs, I expect them to get your three points anyway. Um, but I have to go off of what Esso said. That definitely is what stood out for me too. So, Nikki, yeah. Well, we're a mid-table club now. Uh, we're a mid-table <laughs> you don't club have to now, remind so. me. I was, I was having fun in this podcast, Esso. Don't remind me about that, please. No, can I say this? Can I say this? Can I say this? Wolves yeah. are not a mid-table club. They're like pushing top 10. No, not to pushing top 10. They are top 10. You know, they're trying to push yeah. top eight. Wolves, wolves are definitely not mid-table, I'll tell you that. You know. It's just um, this season that we're both awful, so I have to agree yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, 10 is, 10 is middle of the table, literally. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, based on, like, for the past five seasons, Wolves are not, like, mid-table. I'll, I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah. But let me say this. My, um, m- the memory that stands up for me really is uh, when Wolves beat Sarri's Chelsea. Um... Dave, do you remember that day? Is that the yeah, Molyneux. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. I don't Mid- remember. Midweek game, that. evening match that was, I think. Is it? Yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was a good game, but obviously we lost. But you won, but we lost. But it was a nice every time match. You me, every time you say we, 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 like, I don't even know who you're we in. Is it Chelsea <laughs> we or Wolves we? Like, who? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a Chelsea fan. Straightforward. Straightforward. I'm Chelsea. I'm Chelsea, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> all right cool let's um let me ask this question actually okay so what, what score predictions then what do you guys think dave what do you think obviously i know you're gonna uh, say. my head says a nil nil draw but my heart <laughs> says a one nil walls win <laughs> but i've got Fair. i've got to say that though so <laughs> yeah. i respect that <laughs> yeah fair, fair. um nikki so what do you guys think score predictions um, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the opposite way of what Dave has said. <laughs> um, I want to say obviously, I want to say it's going to be a one nil win to us. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling it's gonna be a draw. Whether it's a nil nil draw or a one one draw, it's gonna be a draw. So, yeah, yeah, I'll probably say one one as well. Yeah, one one. Yeah. So, what do you think? I mean, what do you think? Um. 
Be- because you spoke about you spoke about Joao Felix and Joao F- Wolves are known for Portuguese players. So I'll tell you that. We all know mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, that's all you think. I think we need to find a way to get rid of the Havertz tax. And, um, like, if, if he doesn't play, if he doesn't play, I say we win. If he does play, prepare to have 69 shots on target and zero goals scored. Um, bro, this guy, bro, ah, it's taking everything in my power not to just talk about him. For the no, whole no, talk about, I was, I was just going to ask, like, do you want to have a... Like I have us rant, but go on, bro. Go. Uh, it's, it's been three years, and we keep saying he's young. He'll 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 score goals. I I think he's got <laughs> what seven seven goals in the league this season. Yeah. When when will it come when he scores fifteen? Well, he's not a striker though. <sighs> bro, why is he playing striker? When we when we signed him, he could play ten. He could play nine. He could play false nine. He could play on the left. He could play on the right. You know, when we signed him, he was like some sort of Swiss Army knife attacker. And now we quickly found out that he can only play in one specific niche position as as a second striker. He can't really play ten because he doesn't have the he doesn't have that magic in him that a Felix does. You know, yeah, he, he he can't really just, he can't even just pick out a pass. He can't pick out a pass. I see. I think I saw him do it one time. I was a Two games. Dortmund, ago. yeah. Dortmund. I the Dortmund game. Dortmund. I think it was Dortmund. It could have been Leeds. Not too sure. Yeah. But the back. Hey, it was like a cross pitch, a cross field pass, <laughs> and um, I've only seen him do that once in three years. And it's just, at some point, you have to say enough is enough. You know. So you like, want to sell it? Hundred percent. I, I will. I, I will donate. I will donate a part of my own money to get him gone, bro. Because this is to be fair. Like this has obviously, I know as a striker, you're judged by your chances, you know. But Kovacic missed a chance as well. Felix, didn't Felix miss a big? Yeah, Felix missed a big chance. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, he did. But and 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 real quick, it it makes me wonder the whole Felix thing. I love the boy, I really do. But it makes me question myself and. If we should really go in for him, if we do have Nkunku coming, like if this is the performance we're going to be seeing, even with a new manager, I hope not. Is it really <laughs> worth it? You know, but I don't know. Yeah, it's just I hear you. I hear. I you. mean, the second he came in, our attack started to click, and we actually started to create chances. Because literally, this before we would we were complaining about not having shots on target, not having shots in general, right? And then he comes in. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're having shots, but we can't finish. And I think he—he mm-hmm. he, might not be. It's not so much of he doesn't do things that are labelled on the stats on the stat sheet, right? He his involvement in a chance might not be his involvement in a chance might not be something that can be listed down on the stat sheet, right? But he might get the ball, pick up, eliminate one player, move the ball along, you know, or he over dribbles. I won't lie to you. He definitely does over dribble, but he's he's dribbling is what we thought Kai Havertz's would be. It's smooth. It's silky. He can slalom through players. Like there was this one chance where uh, I think Enzo laid it off for him, and it looked like there was nowhere for him to go. And all of a sudden, he turned up in the box, and then he must he must have lost the ball because he, you know, he over. No, but Esso, Esso, I I want to ask you this actually. Is he better than Mount at the moment? Because Mount would have probably got that chance. But Mount would have probably buried that chance he missed. Um, Is he better? Because I know you think Mount fan. Mount would have buried both the chances Kai Havertz missed. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Felix because Felix is Yeah, I said, I said, I said um, Mount is in a very bad spot of form. But they're not the same type of player. I think with Jao Felix, he operates best in, in the same area of the pitch where... Um, Funny enough, in Kuku would operate best, and also Kai Havertz operates best. I think Mount operates best a little, a little bit deeper, playing like a. a, a you see the role Kovacic played today. That is where Mount plays his best football, right? So I think, I think when we compare the two, we have to also keep that in the back of our minds and think, yeah, yeah. I, although Mount would bury that chance, I don't think he would. 
he wouldn't bet that Mount regularly would better that chance, but Mount right now, I don't think he does. I think he scuffs it. Fair, fair, that's, fair. that's because of his form, fair. but um, you know, I think Felix missed a massive chance. Cover missed the, I think Cover missed the biggest chance because just hit it first time. Literally, literally just hit it first time. Allison didn't have time to react. As long as it wasn't, as long as it didn't hit Kanate and it wasn't straight at the keeper, that goes in. Um, Kai Havertz's first chance. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Then he had the second one where he just kicked it across the face of the goal. And then he had the third one, which was the handball chance. Like, just bury it. Like, hit it with laces. Take it, either take it near post or far post. That's it. You don't have to always try to chip someone, bro. Yo, yo, I, I, this is the perfect time to bring in Dave because Dave, when Esther was talking about Kai Havertz and his frustrations about Kai Havertz, it made me think about Raul Jimenez. I mean, mm-hmm. he's most likely going to start on Sunday. But this is the difference. Raul comes alive against Chelsea and against like top six teams, mainly Chelsea, you know. But what can you say about Raul right now? Because he's quite frustrating as well. Yeah, it's a similar sort of thing. Obviously, before his pretty serious injury he had against Arsenal a couple of years ago, he was one of the best strikers in the Premier League. And I think we as Wolves fans just expected him to recover from that injury and just return as the same player, which obviously hasn't happened. Um, but he's frustrating, you know. The whole attacking line for Wolves has been frustrating. And again, <laughs> there's a lot of similarities when you're speaking about Chelsea. You know, it sounds like the same yeah. things that we talk about on our podcast as well. Because it's just this is I'm trying to tell them this is why I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm a Wolves fan as well. But they don't. <laughs> so on, your, it's your fault that both teams can't score then, Ali. So that's why. Um, yeah. But yeah, Jimenez has been frustrating, and that's what we've struggled with. We signed. Mat- Mateus Cunha to come in. He's not really a number nine. And it's probably a similar sort of thing to Havertz as well, where, you know, he, he, there's obviously a talented footballer there, but he's not somebody that's that's meant to be leading your line. He's not there to be your number nine striker. And that's the same as Cunha. Um, and, uh, you know, Havertz, if you played him maybe off the left or, or right, or maybe as a number 10 behind the striker, it, it would probably work a lot better for him. But, um, yeah, him and Ezra are having a similar sort of thing for, but you're right. I think, you know, he has very good performances. His last, last performance where he did really well was against Tottenham. Um, mm. And I, I was rubbing my hands together thinking, right, he's back. And, and he's not been the same since. So I'm hoping with a another pretty big team coming to Molyneux on Saturday, we're going to see the same performance from Raul again. Oh, well, let's see. I think you I think you have a good game, but let's see. I hope so. um, before call it a day, before call it a day, um, Nikki, I want to ask you this question. I was just going to say, Nikki, what can you tell me about Lopetegui? I... I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I hardly, hardly watch him. So, hardly. I he was Sevilla's coach, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hardly watch Sevilla games, so I can't even really tell you if he's a good coach. He's decent, but I mean, so far so good. He hasn't been bad as a Wolves manager. So, I'm just scared. I'm just scared because we have an interim and they have a real manager and he's he's someone who's comp. So I, I'm just yeah, just gonna sit back in. But I can I can't really I don't know him too well. I'm not gonna lie, so I can't really say much. Esso, I know you're gonna know about Lopteggy. So Esso, what can you tell me about Lopteggy? Um, <laughs> I'm not actually know much about him. <laughs> um, I mean, he was he had a better record than support before he got sacked. It's one thing I know. Uh, he had, <laughs> of course, he, he, was, he had two. He had two wins on Potter before he got sacked. But mm-hmm. um, I know last season he had Wolves playing all right football. Last I season, he, I don't think he <laughs> came. I think he came in this season, though. No? Yeah, he came yeah, just season. before the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, he didn't even have. They didn't give him time. You know, so I don't know much about Lopetegui. I think the, the manager I'm talking about is Bruno Large. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Bruno Large was Bruno Large was decent, and uh, yeah, apart from that, I don't really know much about him. First, first, first. All right, cool. Um, yeah, like I said before, call it a day. Let's talk about this then. Do you guys think, so Nikki? Do you guys think um we're gonna stick to the interim coach or we're gonna get a new one before the end of the season? What do you guys? <laughs> we <laughs> need mean... a coach. We need a coach for the the Mad- the Madrid game. There's no way. 
there's no way because if you're you're looking to stay with Nikki, you say that, but then this is why this is why the rules game is so important because like if Nagelsmann or, or Nikki or whoever is going to be in charge, the, the first ge- the first game is going to be against Wolves, so you see the importance of this game as well. So okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say like for me, I think I'll be surprised if we get a new manager in place. I think we're gonna stick to Bruno for a while, but yeah. What do you think? With you say with you saying that, I just hope it. You know, just based on what you said, if indeed we are sticking to the interim, just make sure that you are psyched up to lose to Madrid both legs. Because there's no way we're beating Madrid under. I'm telling you, Bruno, this Bruno guy, he's Potter's boy. So there's no way you're going to beat Madrid with him. And as interim, it's not, it's mm. not going to happen. So I wish we had Nugglesman or Enrique. These are my two picks, but it's not looking possible that we get them before. So if that's the case, I'm already psyched up. I think Bruno. Yeah, man, yeah. my brother, my brother, you need to, you need to understand that. Yeah, you're dead for this one, my guy. Go back to being an assistant for a bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just. I'm just being honest because even from this Liverpool, Liverpool were there for the taking. They were there for the taking, and Definitely. we saw last time yeah. we when we played a manager that just came in and he was wasn't really a manager, and we were there for the taking. They came and they, for lack of a better phrase, took us, you know. Mm. And that was um um I think I forget the team that they just had the interim and they made them the it was Southampton. It was Southampton. Yeah, yeah, it was Southampton. When we were right for the taking, they came and they beat us at home, you know. Mm-hmm. And Bruno, Liverpool, they're on a... Well, they haven't won the, any games in their last three. In fact, they've lost every one of the last three. And uh, they're in a bit of a rut. This is when we should have taken advantage of that. But, unfortunately, we couldn't. So, uh, that says enough to me about this about Bruno. That, you know, it's not even his fault, really. But it says... Mm-hmm. I don't know if he can do. Like, I don't know if he can do a job against um, Madrid. Let's see yeah. if let's see on Wolves. I say jury's still out, but let's see with Wolves out. But it really doesn't matter what he does against Wolves for me. I still would prefer to have an actual manager in. Exactly, and I I just want you to go back to the Madrid, the last game Madrid played. They're going to turn up. Regardless, they are going to turn up. So I don't, I don't see us going through. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. We'll see. No. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Dave, I just want to say, everybody, go listen to Talking Wolves podcast. This is amazing, amazing, amazing podcast. Dave, do you like yeah. to have the last word for a day? I mean, it looks like the guys are saying Wolves are going to get three points because Bruno's in charge. <laughs> but for me, I think like Bruno I went toe to toe with Klopp today. Perhaps Tokyo is the wrong word, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, to be fair, I, I sort of agree with what you guys are saying in regards to a proper manager. Uh, I think if you had a proper manager in today, I think you would have won that game, especially with it being a rotated Liverpool team. Um, not necessarily the Wolves game, but I think the Real Madrid game, if it was someone like Luis Enrique he went for, I think that'd be really interesting because of his Barca connections, you know, up against Real Madrid, that'd be a really interesting matchup. But I suppose... I, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me with the position that Chelsea are in right now, uh, that they're just keeping interim till the end of the season. But you know, I could I could easily be wrong. But um, yeah, big big game on on Saturday. Wolves need a win. Um, we haven't been we great, but yeah, but so do you guys. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But yeah, I think it'll be a really close game, regardless. I agree. I agree. I think a one-one. I agree. Um, yeah. Guys, thank you for coming. Esso, would you like to round us up? Would you like to talk about anything else before we call it a day? Because we haven't we spoke about Josh a bit. I, I did. Yeah. Real quick. I really wanted to so bad to just talk about... I know this is so off topic, but I just want to talk about Bayern real quick. I oh, just sure. want to say I'm so disappointed today. I I was speaking to Esso um, earlier this week about not, you know, fielding Musiala for whatever reason you know you guys know I love Tuchel like I love him so much I, 
sometimes I just chew my mind to some of the decisions he makes, but you don't, you do not ever bench Musiala when he's still in great form. And if you pay attention to Bayern's games this season, um, for some reason he's in love with Sonny, and that's fine. Like, Sonny is not a bad player, but he hasn't been on his best form to the, uh, this season. Exactly, well, I, I do too. I, I do lie. too. I can't lie. It's, mm. does this, he does this wherever he goes. Whenever he comes in the first few games, yeah. he's going to play experience. He's going to play the experienced players over the younger players, and eventually he'll but, work them into But Nikki, it sounds like Bayern lost mm-hmm. today. Yeah, they, they lost. They, last they, they did. 94th minute. <laughs> I didn't know that. No yeah. way. I didn't know. Yes, way. Yes, way, that. Tom. Yes, <laughs> way. And that's why I'm so Do you know upset. what happened, yeah? Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. No, I was just going to say, like, um, the idea really is to have, like, a Tuku, not really Tuku, but Tuku section in the podcast because of how much we all love Tuku. But, mm. yeah, I'll leave it there. No, I'm surprised you lost, actually. I am, too. I am. I am. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll call. Cheers, guys. Esso, thank you for coming. Me, bro, I'm, I'm uh, thank you for having me. I'll, I'll come anytime. <laughs> I'm so busy. <laughs> anytime I'm not busy running the space or something, I'll, I'll, I'll be here. Or if I'm not at the game myself. Yeah. SO is vibes. So, yeah. But thank you, Tommy. Thank you, SO, and thank you, Dave. Thank you for thank you. You know, speaking on the podcast and everything. It's not like it's my podcast, but hey. Thank you, either way. <laughs> no, thank you, man. Thank you. Dave, honestly, thank you. The main man himself. Thank you, bro. <laughs> no, my pleasure, guys. No, thank you for having me. Good to chat. Cheers. Man. I can't wait to listen to the Chelsea review by the boys on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for listening. Thanks for listening to the Essential View podcast. I'm going to talk to you guys soon. <laughs>